They're guys. They do magic. They are the magic guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 138 of the Magic Guys. Above me over there, I've got Nick K. Welcome to the show, friends. Next to him, we got Doug Kahn. What's up, Josh Norbido and Internet? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do my own sound effects today, but that's all right. What's going on, people? Look at Doug, how crispy he is today. If you're watching Doug, this. Doug is in graphic limbo. I have no idea what's happening with my graphics right now. Oh, Am I crisp? Yeah. You're Chris, man. Do you want to tell everyone like what's going on? I'm in way over my head right now. I've spent way too much money on gear and upgrades, and I'm swimming in all of it as we speak. This Invested. is a Lumix, a Lumix S52X, and uh, I just plugged it into this thing today. This thing arrived. This is an ATM Mini Pro. So that's, oh, you got the A10. I did, because I also bought the Sony ZV-1, as I mentioned right beforehand, which is going to hang right above me to do the overhead shots and to do the run and gun, you know? Wow. When we're in the wild. You know what that's all about. I saw what, I saw this thing. I didn't realize it was so user-friendly. It's very compact, isn't it? I'm ready. I'm ready for this experience. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the fun part is spending money on the, uh, on the full-frame lenses but you're already experiencing that with the lumix anyway no no, no hold on we might be talking about zve i got i got a i did not get what you got i have oh, a oh you got the e10 the e, like the, what Nika e1 uses? it's got the built-in lens so gotcha it, gotcha yeah yeah that I'm looking is at, yeah not not yeah, mine is called the ZVE one. That's why I was getting so excited off backstage. <laughs> but yeah, I know I understand what you got now. So which is yeah, no, I went yeah. all in with the Lumix brand on this purchase. And boy, when you you know you buy a camera for a couple of two thousand, then you add a thousand in for the lens, and then I buy a I, I bought a cage for it, and uh, this thing runs on SSD, so that's another couple hundred bucks for that drive. And then the handle that powers the SSD, another couple hundred bucks, and pretty soon we're four four thousand dollars into this. You, you know better what's focus. Funny? You better focus. You know Last week we were just talking about like, oh, you don't need like a whole rig and stuff. You can just stick your Insta three sixty in your bag. <laughs> and now Doug's full three sixty. No, 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 no. Now you want no. two cameras and ATEM switcher. <laughs> This yes. will be the Rode Micro goes, uh, the Rode GoPros, so the wireless pro, that's what these are. Wow. We're waiting on the cage to hook onto these and hook all this up, and maybe I'll have these working. I don't, I don't know if I would use this for a stream when I have two people for sure. You know what I would use those for? Because that microphone pack that Doug was just showing has one, like two receivers, but like you put one on yourself and it goes to two separate locations. It would be great if you had one go to the desk at like a corporate gig, but then the second one go on your camera. So you have like amazing camera quality, like, you know, the, the camera quality that's being recorded from the, yourself is like just direct. So when you're putting that up on your socials and things of that nature, I think in that, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm hoping it plugs in friendly to the Instacam as well. So I could be mic'd up for myself, have the Instacam mic'd, recording yeah. it does it records on its own so it's a it's an audio recorder 32 float whatever i don't know i'm yeah, in over my head bit. but it's the best yeah. as far <laughs> like it's new and good from what i understand yeah. it, it means that you could have a shotgun mic on your camera 
maybe not the Insta, but another one. You could have a shotgun mic. You could sit one in the audience, like so that they're getting pick up the the applause and stuff. And then you can have the one on you. <clears throat> That's if you're you know if you're uh, in it doing a stage show or something like that. But also so worth noting for this experience, I in, and beyond, I invested in a cloud lifter and I opted for what's called a FET head, which is a direct plug into my microphone. You and in general, me? I was looking to get better audio further away from yeah. the mic. So, Nick, what have you been spending money on lately? <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, I bought the dumbest stuff this week. <laughs> I um, Nothing magic orientated. I bought, for those of you that don't know, outside of the magic realm, I, I, I don't have many hobbies, but I decided a little while ago to take up sim racing because it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I was at a point in my life... Call it a midlife crisis if you like. I wouldn't. But like, it was either like get a Porsche or do something with cars and get a sim rig. So I bought a sim rig, which I've built, and I just spent uh, $650 on what's called a butt shaker. No, I lie. It's called a butt kicker. Base shaker, but the brand is called butt kicker. This thing wiggles um, your hiney while you're driving? It literally wiggles your hiney while you're driving, but the experience Damn. is to emulate things like road textures when you're hitting the apexes and hitting on rimble, like the rumble strips. Wow. You can feel your gear changes, and so it's just this haptic feedback that you have for the experience, um, and it's great because it's shaving like seconds off my lap time because I can feel when I'm hitting the apexes and stuff. So that's like the newest thing I bought, and I was kind of I budgeted I had a budget for this for this whole rig. And um, I've still got space and I'm getting carried away because one of the things you can get is called a wind simulator. And what that is, <laughs> it's these two pipes that come up over your, over your, like your dashboard, so to speak. And it uses the telemetry of how fast you're going. And the faster you go, the harder the fans go. So you feel wind going wow. over your body as you're racing. So I think like in between that and some VR, um, it's it's a pretty gnarly rig, which is great because we hire it out at events and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a good time. You hire out your sim racer to events, so yeah, you're making absolutely. money from your hobby at the same time as doing nine gigs a week. Lutely, <laughs> this guy, holy moly! How For transportable those- is that? It seems unwieldy. No, not at all. I mean, it's it's on wheels, and it's basically like the size of a coffee table. You know what I mean? It's you just wheel around. You can wheel straight on, straight into a van, and away you go. Talking to a guy who used to have an appearing helicopter, so whatever. I guess size is relative. Huh? Yeah, exactly. That's true. Everyone might notice my my setup is a tiny bit different because I'm still in New Zealand from when um, I've been putting up some videos lately of being here. So luckily, I was able to take my podcast setup, uh, get a USB mic, and uh, and. So if you're watching it, that's why this still looks pretty similar. Just there's no, you know, glowy background. You look like we you're in a penitentiary. I got well, one of that, these too. That would be a luxury. <laughs> For the glowy background, this is the Aperture or Amaron LED tube. Damn, look at Doug. Doug has all Here's the new toys more than us now. <laughs> I figured if you were going to do it, do it right. And I, I just did it right. I don't think I missed anything at this point. 
Well, here, here's the thing. We're talking, about, we're talking about all the things that we're doing and we're investing, but no one really knows why. Like, why are you in New Zealand, Josh and Doug? Why are you investing in all this stuff? Is there a bigger picture that you want to share with our audience as to why you've made these major investments in this video and picture quality and sound quality? I'm pivoting to adult entertainment for the money, so I figured I'd upgrade the gear to... I have a, I'm pretty I'm pretty popular with the Bears, if you know what I mean. Uh, anything yeah, you want to, yeah. And if you want to follow Doug on OnlyFans, that's OnlyFans forward slash Magic Gilf. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to build the best beginner's sleight of hand course ever thought of, and uh, I needed good gear to do it. So, Plus, and then- plus I'm, I'm also selling more things online, and I want to pimp it out nice. Once you've made the beginner's one, can you make an advanced one for Nick and I as well? Here's what I'm thinking. Once I build the beginning, it just evolves, right? And it's not a one and done thing for me when I think of this project. I think of it as a evolving resource that starts with all the basics. Hmm. Well, it's fun. you know, that's a really good idea because a lot of folks don't really focus on like the like the basics exactly. Like when when you're yeah. putting it together, what have you thought? Have you thought about maybe showing beginners the many facets and disciplines in magic or is it and what i mean by that is like here's card tricks here's coin tricks here's silks here's mind reading here's a little sample of everything from the buffet and then once you've sampled everything here is the full mentalism course here is the full card course is that sort of what you're thinking like what's the plan because you know what i'm thinking is that the beginners need a good general resource to start with you know a lot of people sell their courses with i've got 800 videos and yada yada and they got a mismatch and but you know if you're just starting it's unwieldy in this day and age you know to to find what you really need to know as a beginner. So step 1 provide that, you know, where can I learn and it's this. I'm trying to niche it down. I'm not like the Mark Wilson course in magic is kind of like a great mm. beginner's resource, but it's everything. It's so much and it's mentalism like you said and stage magic and I just want to have a good course for sleight of hand. Right. And out, outside of the sleight of hand, we'd be touching upon things like presentation, how to approach a group. Absolutely. Because without yeah. that, magic's irrelevant, right? So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna kind of tell what I know, you know. And I think I've got a pretty good grounding in at least the basics, and certainly when it comes to general practitioner sleight of hand, I think I'm a, a likely candidate to deliver the goods. Well, Bob here is on board. He said, "I really like the course," and he made a good point too. This is something I struggled with back in the day. I think the intermediate guys have the hardest time moving to the next step. And you know what I think it is, is because you learn the, the foundations, right? For me, it was learning from uh, the Encyclopedia of Magic course. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, I was like, because all the, 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 like the main effects that we might use in a professional setting are sort of other people's effects. So it's not really for any one person to teach. So I think that's where it can get confusing. Like it would be great to be able to teach people uh, an omni deck routine, how to use <laughs> double cross, you know, how to use like all the the bangers that people are using that um, are just kind of scattered to like, you know, people would get annoyed if we started teaching those things. Well, that's the interesting thing because I think ultimately what you like is an intermediate person going into the expert realm, for example, I kind of feel that the progression requires investment. And what I mean by that is that, like, it gets to a point where you need to start purchasing utilities, utilities like 
your double crosses and your this and that, your your gaff coins, things of that nature. I think that's where it sort of comes from. But then <clears throat> kind of you ask yourself at some point in your magic career, uh, and I always equate this to music because I used to be in a band. <laughs> <laughs> I always equate this to music because it's like, are you going to be a cover band or do originals? And I think that's what it's going to come down to. Now, there ain't nothing wrong with being a cover band magician. What I mean by that is that you buy tricks and you do tricks, but they're not yours. You're just singing someone else's songs. You're doing someone else's tricks. And it's okay to be a cover band magician in that sense. But if you want to be OG where you go, I have this crazy idea in which I swallow a phone and it appears in a a diaper. Like, you know, that's... (laughs) But Whoa. the point is, like, <laughs> I, think, I think that's what it kind of comes down to. And you start thinking of ideas. And, and I've jammed with some of the guys here in the room, you know, like Bob Possible, we've jammed really crazy ideas, really cool, fun, original ideas. And all these ideas mm. require an investment of something. They either require you to start prototyping, 3D printing, all kinds of stuff. I think that's where the crossover happens. What do you guys think? It's where the fun starts for sure. And you're right. Like, you, you know, if you want to do it professionally, you got to sort of be the investigator to go find this stuff and, and hang out with professionals. And that's when you start and, getting and look, taught. I, this, and this, this I think part of my, but the job of, of the course provider is to do that too, to hang out and I'll pr- provide that service and, and hopefully have some forums where I can guide the students in the directions that benefit them. It's going to be different for everyone, right? You know, uh, some guys won't want to work hard. Some guys won't want to present. Some guys just are interested in collecting slights. You know, there's a lot of rooms in the house, right? Yeah, people will jump on board for different reasons. That's right. That's right. Um, I guess I should mention why, why I'm in New Zealand. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious if people have been following my stories. But uh, our friend Brennan Dooley, who's been on the pod a couple of times, he hooked me up with a sweet gig here in New Zealand. Uh, we had planned to come here anyway to visit um, my fiance's family, which is where I'm staying right now. But uh, he arranged this event, which is great, made it a paid trip. And um, I came here and I went to this private house with only like 25 people. And maybe one of the, it's definitely up there in the top like 10 fun gigs I've done this year because we did close up first. Everyone sat down on chairs and we did a 40-minute, essentially close-up parlor show, uh, which I was able to film on on the Sony. <clears throat> so I've been sharing clips slowly about it. Um, but just a fun environment. I forget sometimes what it's like to not be at a corporate event <laughs> when everyone just like is just that extra layer more relaxed. Mm. Um, and when they all know each other, like it's, there's so much banter that goes on. Like I only, in 40 minutes, I only did like five routines uh if that just because like might have been four four or five routines just because like there's so much banter it just filled up that time i was like almost worried because like i packed light like i didn't bring any you know stage effects that i would use or whatever it was like a rubik's cube you know i bought a few items when i was here uh my deck of cards you know and and uh and this big old brain here you know (laughs) uh and uh that was it. I have a question about that. I was talking to a friend yesterday who is uh, an amazing card guy and looking to get into some performance realms. And I was just like, just do cards, do cards and only cards. Like I've seen you do it. It's phenomenal. And I think that you know so much about it. Like 
just don't worry about doing other stuff. He goes, no, but I see the way you work and you can do anything. Like people go like, here's a lipstick. You do a trick. People go like, here's a cigarette and you do a trick. Like, like people throw things at you and you literally do stuff. Like, I think I should be able to have more stuff. And I was just like, just mm. lean into what you got, man. Like just be that Jedi card guy. And if someone says to you, go, is all you do cards? You go, yep, it's all I do. So that is all I do, but I do it better than anyone. Watch this. You know, i I think that's sort of necessary, but then he was like, yeah, he was pushing back on it and I appreciate everything he was saying, but he was like, what's like the bare minimum you need to perform? And like, for me, it's like, I need a pack of cards. I need my index and I need three coins and I can do hours and hours and hours of walk around just with those alone. Mm-hmm. Like no problem. So yeah. Is and then you throw, like bear- you, you throw your phone in there as well and you've got like another hour. <laughs> oh crap. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right. But do you like, do you use your phone in your professional work, either of you? Yes. Yes. Josh yes. as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. Can you I talk do. about that a little bit? Curious what a working professional uses. <clears throat> so if I'm in close up, the 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 two things I'm using is number one is instead of card to wallet, I'm using card to phone. You're loving that. Um, huh? Yeah, it's just folded card it, appears it gets, on your phone and you pluck it out. It's their sign card. And we've talked about it before. We've talked about it before, but I use the um, NFT approach. Like I've got a digital NFT in my phone Mm -hmm. that we're going to add value to, so on and so forth. Um, And then the other one I'll use sometimes is is just like a prediction-based app. Um, So I'll use those two. But if I'm on stage, then I'll use like digital force bag. Um, Yeah, baby. That's a good one. And I feel like there's one more. Sometimes if I'm doing a keynote, I use the, the business card from phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called card now. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's mainly it. I don't go too crazy in there. I've never committed to using like wiki test yet. I used inject, but I haven't used it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nick? I know you're a bit of a samurai with the phones, but. Yeah, I, well, I like to do stuff with other people's phones. Um, you know, I do this th- amazing nice. routine taught from the encyclopedia of iPhone magic from Robert Ramirez, who I had the pleasure of meeting in um, in Vegas, and uh, I purchased the USB stick from him, which has all this really cool stuff using borrowed phones, and um, mm. that's super cool. Uh, a lot of it shared in his Penguin lecture. If you haven't seen it, I can recommend. There's a really cool bit with a calculator that I use to borrow and vanish phones, etc. But as far as apps that I use on my phone, I certainly use WikiTest, and I use it in a very nonchalant way, uh, in a sense that it's not it's something that I'll do kind of when I've really established something and I have a bit of time to kill, like I'll be like, how long do we have? Like, I've got 10 minutes. I'm like, I got something I'm working on. You guys want to see it? And I presented in this sort of, this, this, this presentation is very like, you know, all the good stuff's in books. And I read this thing in a book where like this guy, like 112 years ago or something had this ability that he worked in a library and you can go to, he was like, go to any book, grab a book, open it up, look at a word, close it. And he knows the word you're thinking of. And I was like, how man, how? And so I worked on this for years. I'm still working on it is the way I present it. And then I work with some friends of mine and I met some friends of mine in Vegas and we like, hey, we chatted about it. And it was like, I think we figured it out. And then I realized after thinking about this for like 10 years, I don't perform in libraries and this is stupid. <laughs> that was, of course, until recently, we actually realized, hang on a second, Wikipedia, like the world's biggest library. And I haven't quite figured it out yet, but do you guys want to try it with me? And then I go, cool. And I give him the phone 
And then I ask them, I go, just search for something. That's not important. Just search for something. It's like you finding a book. And then they find the book. They do a search. And then I go, and just scroll through the article. That's like you like flicking through the pages of the book. Find a big word. And then I do my whole rigmarole from there. And um, it's great because like if it hits, it hits. And if it doesn't, I can get like multiple hits from it. And I go, like, it's wild, right? And they go like, yeah. And I go like, yeah, like the technique's just crazy. And they, what? You know, and I write the predictions in the business cards and they all get handed out, you know, like it's all very, very cool. So you get a lot of time out of it. I love all of that. What a great oh. hook, a great, great presentation for that trick. Thank you. Thank you. I, I had to motivate it for a long time, you know, and, and I'm, I, I don't have the luxury of performing things where I can miss when I'm performing. Like I don't have to be perfect, but I can't be like magician in trouble. It just doesn't work for Nick Kay's character. It just doesn't work. So yeah. So that's one of the things I do. And then other than that, I have a really cool um, app, which is a, a prediction piece uh, that updates my Instagram bio. So I use that in conjunction mm -hmm. with my... Um, What's the name of that? Is it Hydra? It's Hydra. Hydra. And it is every bit as awesome as that's it sounds. That's the one that's missing, I think, from my... That's the same one watching. that I use, by the yeah. way. I was just trying not to give you oh. You said too much, Nick K. <laughs> I was trying not to mention it. You done ruined it, Doug. You done spilled the beans live to our millions. I heard of listeners. that app's buggy, so I wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, it's Full great, and you can use it for so many different things. And um, it's it's just so great. And I, I drag that app out like a whole bunch. And you know, I've mentioned this in the past where I put little QR codes on my my. Uh, oh yeah, that's card, so good. On my card boxes, and then I have and i leave it on the table the whole time i do the whole piece scan the qr code i say read what i wrote in the bio and i'll typically say either if it blows your mind hit the follow button and okay if you blows your mind hit the follow button and i'll show you guys one more trick and so everyone just goes yep i'll follow and then you go and do it like you know you do one more trick for the group and yeah you'll just you'll watch your instagram following just like exponentially just soar so it's a good thing yeah, you'll be getting tens of tens of followers from you, it. You'd mentioned yeah. a calculator <laughs> trick you're doing. Is this the one where you vanish the numbers from the spectator's phone? Correct. Yeah. Are you familiar with the app R-Digit? I've seen this. One of our great magicians in New South Wales, Clement Kwok, he performs it, and it looks awesome. This is probably my newest trick to my repertoire. I saw... Eric Tate do it at the Texas Association of Magicians. He's hanging out in the lobby doing it for a layman. So he's doing it for a layman. I go, huh? huh? <laughs> you know, yeah. and it killed. And I'm like, you use that all the time? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, what's that? So our digit, if you know that other thing. So yeah. just confirm, this is the one where you have your phone out, you take numbers off their phone and you put yeah. it on your phone. And is this this whole like back and forth? It's really, yeah. there's different animations. It's totally it's customizable. So you can add different animations, take them out. If you're if doing this other calculator trick, you'll be totally happy with this $30 purchase. It's flexible and strong. My wife liked it for God's sake. I might see if I can get a review on that. It one looks great. Yeah, you should. It it looks it. I've seen um, a friend of mine. Uh, we went out and did street magic, and he did it for someone, having only uh, learnt it like the week before, mm -hmm. and it also got great reactions in mm -hmm. person. Like because I thought that maybe it would be too far fetched for for people to believe, you know. But it's I was just wrong. fun, though, right? It's fun. That's right. 
And you know what I'm looking to lead into? Neither one of you mentioned Toxic or iThump, which is a brilliant calculator app that uh, basically allows you to do the prediction Mm, on the spectator's phone. Everyone can follow along. Are we not supposed to talk about that one either? Yeah. We should have just left this whole subject. (laughs) Hold on. Let me erase. Let me put the info beam and this will erase everyone's zap. You've been zapped. Everyone will forget the last 10 minutes. Uh, Let's yeah, talk I, about uh, balloon Nick, animals. Tell, yeah, uh, Nick, tell us about your last week. <laughs> <laughs> We're the magic guys, not the minimalist guys. We can't talk about that stuff. The canceled week, guys. Fuck, I messed well, up. Damn it. Yeah. Well, look, my, my week was amazing. <laughs> we, um, like, uh, between uh, here and things that are happening in the States, actually. So we have, uh, as you're aware, my best friend and I run an agency called Amigan Entertainment, and we are officially now like a multinational, I guess, agency because is we. This now happening. Have this is it's going happening. down, huh? It's happening. So we've just finally established and locked in everything. Uh, there are magicians performing regularly at Holy Moly in Denver. That's fantastic. Because, ah, that's yes, right. I saw that. The next one will be in Austin, and I'm. Do you have their names? Damn. I or, do, but I don't know the full names on top of my head. I just know them as James and Chad and everything else. But like we have a friendship group we've set up on socials and so forth. But like Yeah, I get it. I'll, I'll report back to you on, on their names, good and proper, once we've had <clears throat> full interactions. But um our fearless leader, Nathan, has been on that side of the planet for the past week, putting everything together. Uh I spent months prospecting out Jeez. the different clientele. And um, yeah, and the next one we're going to be opening up is in Austin, Texas. So I'm. Oh, that's exciting! What a great place to build a fun joint. It is going to be the largest one that they have in. Not all surprised. Of their, yeah, Austin's it's be, a hotbed for fun, weird shit. Yeah, and so yeah. we. I'm currently now. I'm like I'm prospecting out for talent in Austin, and I'm talking to magic groups and anything like that. So if you guys know folks uh, who have a good hustle. Um, by all means, set, set up a friendship with me because I would love to hear from you. Wow. You go. So Hedge, Hedger is in the States right now, like organizing think, that relationship? He's either, he's either airborne or like just gotten back like today. Wow. Swear to yeah. God, this Nathan. was me 10 years ago. I'm moving to Austin to pursue these gig opportunities. Yeah. Nathan's like, we haven't had him on the podcast yet, but he's like the the silent, consistent worker guy. Like you just, you don't always see a lot about him, but he just pops up and he's doing these awesome things. You got to see him work you know? though, dude. It's unreal. We did like in that nine gig week that I had like a couple of weeks ago, he mm. and I were performing at the same event and like that guy slays, dude. Like he is, yeah, like he's yeah. just. Oh, we've done, being, being both from Brisbane, we've done a good handful of events together. Yeah. The interesting, the interesting thing about Nathan is he got into magic late in life. And because of that, he also got into doing it professionally pretty soon from mm. getting into magic. So, and Nathan, I think Nathan knows this cause this is his whole personality, but like he hasn't learned the knuckle busting slights and, things like that but his ability to connect with an audience because he has an acting background he's so good at building rapport and talking with an audience that like he can do these simple effects or let's say simple methods but make it play big because just because of his ability to to talk to the audience and and have fun with them so like that's what the audience wants at the end of the day isn't it like he'll do sponges and typically if that's the type of thing where it's like Man, you know, <laughs> like 
like sponges like ah, oh, it's just a stupid kid's trick but like watch him do it dude and it's just like it's one of the most entertaining like routinings that i've ever seen of sponge balls being done it's just it's just great in fact you know what we're just going to invite him on the show that's to this dude okay? we should get more guys yeah. like that on guys that are out there working because those are the guys you know you you know and, right. and quite often these guys are better than the guys because they're working you know and they know what it takes yeah. to, to do stuff in the real world Mm. You know, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's these guys you're talking about. It's they these don't guys have time to promote themselves in the magic industry and community, and some of them don't give a crap, right? Because yeah. they're too busy doing other things, and who needs that rigmarole of dealing with you know magicians' opinions? Exactly, and it's this these guys you're talking about, Doug, that are like you don't realize it until you actually travel the planet. That like they're they're, they're literally world class talent. Like it really, really is. Absolutely. You know? Like it's yeah, it's amazing. But as far as gigs goes. That was basically what, we, what we've been going through outside of all the gigs and everything else. But it's it's been a good week. And what's the what's the vision here? At this it's got to be huge, right? How many magicians are you going to employ in the United States? As many as possible. A hundred. I mean, as once you've tapped into the thousand? U.S., as many as Holy Moly is going to open, I guess. We got lots of stuff. Look, it, it it depends on the venues and where they're opening up. You know, if they keep going in this growth trajectory opening up in each state. I don't know, Doug, you and I could be neighbors soon. Who knows? Like, it'll just be, you know, a really good opportunity. And what I love about it as well, is that like, it's just good opportunities to get magic out there. Like, yeah, baby, you don't understand how well this actually helps magic. It's phenomenal. You know, um, I'm actually in chats with a good friend of mine, um, Eddie Calusi, we should probably have on the show at some point, but he's a great, great, great card guy. And we're looking at putting together another magic night here on Wednesdays in Melbourne. So we're really, we're trying to do as much as we can for the scene, you know, um, you know, comparatively like in Denver, like the magic scene isn't enormous. It's not a lot of people, um, from there. And, uh, from what I was told end up like going South, I was told and, and finding work there where it's more prominent, but like, if we can do anything to help the magic scene in some capacity or another, like, that's what it's about. Like, that's the same reason why... I thought they say the Denver magic scene is not healthy. Well, it's not very prominent. Like, it's not. there's not, yeah. like, heaps of workers out there by any means, you know? I like, find that hard to believe. That's going to be marketing. Denver's huge. Like, how do you, how do you not have a magic know, man, scene I'm, in a multi-megaplex millions of yeah. people? Dude, with boots on the ground, I'm just told they're, they're going elsewhere for the work that's that's what i've been told and that's from guys in the clubs and so forth like it's mm. it's not not a massive scene what's up denver what's up denver well dude we're working on it you know what i mean we've got venues there we're going to be you know circulating magicians through it and people will be able to see magic in an easier capacity now which is really important i mean it's not the easiest thing to access and here's the thing like even if you have somewhere that people can go and enjoy magic the caliber of magicians also equally as important, right? Because yep. a lot of people don't appreciate that. Well, the way I see it is that like, I like to think of myself as like a representative of magic. And it's not like I'm trying to put a, be a martyr in this situation. But what I'm saying is that like, every time you meet someone who's like, I hate magicians, it's probably because that previous magician was an absolute dick to them. And mm -hmm that's the type of thing where you need to focus on their experience and get people to shake that. And I've converted so many people who have had bad experiences with magicians and, and they've gone, I, I like magic again now. And I'm like, that's great. You know, I've literally, I've had nights, literal nights where I go, we just came from a bar and there was a magician there and he was so bad, so bad. 
that when you came over, I was like, oh, God, no. And then I do my bit, and he goes, and because of you, I'm like, nah, magic's dope. I'm into it again. Like, yeah, you need, I've, you I've had... Sorry, 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 Nick. Because um, we titled this How to Deal with the Rude, which we'll get into shortly. It was Nick's idea, so I'm sure he's got some some crazy back backstory here. Oh, I but... thought we were just going to talk about each other. Oh, I mean that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every now and then, Doug's, Doug's just a little rude, you know. He just doesn't show up on time. He's just, you know, straight Won't to the look, look, how, look how fancy my cameras are. A mess. You guys. It's a hot mess over here. <laughs> get it worked out. Give me a week. Give me a week or two. Yeah, but I I think we've all had those those moments, I, I imagine, where we've fixed someone's memory of what magic is because they've they've had bad experiences um there's uh mike tyler who we need to get on the podcast as well he's told me like he has a client that's booked him repeatedly every year for at least five years now or six years because that that company never used to hire me sorry they hired a magician once for one year and they all decided it was so cringy and bad that they'd never hire magic again and then Mm -hmm. this one staff member saw mike at a residency uh, called Fridays here in Brisbane and had to convince his workmates like let's give magic one more try this guy is nothing like the last guy we had yeah. and they had Mike and they loved him and they won't get anyone else they w- they just get him because it was such a bad experience the first time <laughs> yeah. and I've had um, I've definitely had people say oh I didn't think magic was you know we all get that I didn't realize magic was this cool or could be for adults and stuff but there is one time where I couldn't the, – the woman has obviously been so traumatized that I actually couldn't bring her back. Like I couldn't even get her to watch Magic or even tell me why she doesn't like it. And um, it is on film somewhere because my videographer was filming me at the time. But I went to say hi to this these two people and the woman just looked at me and she's like, we're not doing this. <laughs> and I was like – like I literally just said hello, like super friendly – um, and I'm like, oh, sorry, what What do you mean? She's like, I don't want to see anything. Um, yeah, and, and it became a bit awkward. And I was like, so I just fully dropped my demeanor. I'm like, no worries, look, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to show anything. Like, do you mind if I ask, like, have you just had a bad experience with someone before? And she couldn't even tell me. She's like, she's still treating me like I'm a scary magician. She's like, no, thanks. Like, no. It's just like, and I was like, okay, look, don't think of me as a magician. I'm just, I'm just as a human asking and just still was like thinking I was going to have some gag to go with what she said. Mm. I'm like, okay, have a great night. And I just left and it was so weird. Zero trust at all. Yeah. And I was like, holy. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the, I don't know. I don't don't want to think of how dark it could be, but yeah, that one, there was no recovery. Yeah, it's the thing. You never know what sort of experience they've gone through. Um, let's not take it to any extreme that, that takes this conversation to a dark place by any means. That's right. That's why I same, kept stopping myself. <laughs> in, the, in the same breath, there's just, I don't know. Look, there's a level of like maturity that should, that should happen there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I had someone hit me up about this recently. And they were like, like one, the experience of one bad magician, right? The experience yeah. of one bad magician is quite it's it's almost like it almost generates a bigoted racist you know what i mean 
Mm. And that sound, this is this this is an exaggeration, but I kid you not, it's quite literally why people will be like, I'm anti this race of people because of this. And it's like, because they cut you off in traffic? Like, that's why you don't like that. Like, chill out. You know what I mean? Or, you know, like they, they will just literally take that and go, not, you know, obviously based on race, but based on occupationist, I suppose, you know? And and it's the same mentality. And you got to learn to break that down. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not everyone's the same. And it's awful. Like, if I were to, like, think the old tradies who get in the, get in the drink and, and tend to be a bit of a jerk and catcall women and everything else, like, awful. All the all football players, like, I think f- football players, you know, by nature, from what I'm told with the experiences that girls have had with them, are absolute awful humans. Absolute awful humans. But I would not judge every single football player I've ever met and assume that they're all absolute pieces of crap. Like, it just doesn't compute. I think it's almost, I don't know, it's it's almost, in my, almost immature in a sense, but you can't like push that upon someone else on their belief system. I think that if you just acknowledge it and go, okay, cool, bit of a rude interaction ultimately, but like if you could just go like, you know, like if I just say, what was your name? They go, I don't want to do that. I go, no, I'm sorry. I was just asking your name. Like I'm Nick, you know, your name. Cool. I go like, I'm not going to bother you. I just want to make sure that you're, you have a good time. That's all I'm here for. Like I'm here to make sure. So I'm not going to pick on you, but like just sit with me. I'm going to make sure no one else gives you a hard time either. Okay. And then I go to the group and I, and I literally like will stand with them and like barricade them behind me. Like, you know, so that, and then they're like, I go, cool. I go, was that all right? She's like, that was actually all right. And I'm like, good, good. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I go, we're not all that bad. And I said, magicians are the worst. They're absolute pieces of crap. And I'm like, but yeah. And I just say, they go, like, we are the worst type of humans. We are. What do you do? Well, I work in blood. And I'm like, that's cool. And then you break the ice a little bit and go, cool. Mm-hmm. If you change your mind, you want to see something, you give me a wave. All right. And you walk away. But there's no reason why you can't overleap, like, or at least attempt to overleap that. But when your barriers are that high, who builds a 12 foot wall? trumping the situation what the hell yeah i know all you can do is knock them out and then move on yeah but look <laughs> no <laughs> well i don't know well here's what it kind of leads into like what was what we was thinking about like you meet folks that have reservations about like what a magician is but they're entirely rude about it because there's a certain reasons like why would people be rude one we just mentioned would be the fact that they had a bad experience with other magicians. I think two is more or less ego because they think that if you don't know something that you're stupid and it's like, well, I don't know everything and I'm not that stupid. Like what other reasons would they have an opportunity to be rude? If you combine a little bit of alcohol with reason number two and people's inhibitions are a little less and traditionally we work in, environments where people are drinking so they're more apt to be maybe a little more rude than they would be in a social environment per se mm. maybe although, I think, although although this is true too you do magic for your friends they can be the worst you know about being rude yeah i get i guess it depends on yeah <clears throat> it's definitely situation dependent um when I, when I had my last sales job before doing magic full time, I mean, I talk about this on stage in my, in my keynote, but basically like I had to go door knocking into businesses and uh, receptionists are basically hired to be the gatekeepers and be rude to door to door salesmen coming in and, and get rid of them. Like they literally have signs on their door saying, don't come in here, you know? And so 
luckily I was able to use magic to actually battle that. And I would go in and I would be the printing guy, but I would then print my business card off the phone and then they'd freak out and be like, holy crap, what just happened? And then now they're not being the B word and they'll actually engage with me. But (laughs) (laughs) nice, John, I'm just catching on to what's happening here. John just looks for a reason to hit the bottle. That's all he's here for. If so you now, guys so are, if you guys that was are a verb. Everyone, if you, are, if you guys are a first-time listener, we have an ongoing joke where every time I mention that I was in a band, <clears throat> we have a shot, and I think we've just established a new drinking game in which every time Josh <laughs> mentions that he used to have a sales job and use magic to break the ice, we all have to have a drink now. <laughs> So, Doug, we're going to find your niche fair. very soon. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Doug's is... Um, Can't wait. Doug's is... Oh, sorry, guys. I was away at a convention last week. <laughs> it's been that way for me. Oh, a convention? I mean, what I used to do, my, it's yeah. not that exciting. For, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not going to bring up being a banquet hotel manager that often. Back or, in the day it's... when I stacked chairs for a living, everybody shoot. <laughs> Con's talking about st- chair stacking again. Uh, <laughs> no, they'll they'll come up. I mean, they'll they'll essentially tell us it'll happen. Yeah, John's saying it'll happen organically, and he's right; it'll happen. Um, okay, well, great, good to know, <laughs> guys. Well, that is how I used to deal with rude people, anyway. But you know, <clears throat> screw you all. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I think, yeah, but it's, it's ultimately like, why are they going to be rude? Like, some people are rude by nature. And it's because they have something ego-driven and whatever else. I think that it's not our job to have to tolerate that, like, in a sense that, like, to be mystery. Because think of children, okay? Because children don't really know any better. But let's think about it like this. I was performing the other day, and the kids were being, like, just crazy rude, out of control. And they started, like, spitting, like, just rude remarks. And they're like, you're bold. And I was like, yeah, I know, right, firstly. But, (laughs) But I was like... What'd you say? And they're like, nothing. And I go like, you're going to do one of two things. You're going to apologize or I'm going to leave. Like, that's what's going to happen here. You said that? Like, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, you're going to apologize or I'm going to leave. And they went, no. And I went, well, kids, I'm walking away now because Timmy over there is being very rude and we don't do that here. And um, yeah, that's that's like a rule we have. We don't, we don't be rude to each other. I wouldn't let him be rude to you. You shouldn't let him be rude to me. So... I'm going to walk away now and you can't follow me. So stay away. And then I walk away from the kids. Is this, is this at your residency? That yeah, absolutely. Happened? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. I just, I just like, nope. Like, you know, and I'm the birthday boy and I'm like, don't care. Don't care. It wow. doesn't mean that just because it's your special day that you get to be rude to me or anyone else who, who, who works here. It's not, a, it's not the way it works, man. And okay. I, just, and I, and I think <laughs> that like, I don't think I'm wrong in doing that. I'm happy to be corrected. I'm happy to be well, corrected. Let's right? ask the chat. Let's ask the com- the chat. And Doug, as a parent, I'm interested what you think. If you've taken your kids to a party place. So, I mean, I've had then- some shockingly crazy situations where parents don't control their children. And, I, you know, I give them chances, right? I don't right away mm. come to the curb. We, we try and... Control the the situation at first, yeah. and then maybe we address the parent and ask them to do their job as a parent, and and then we just lose our minds maybe on the third level. Yeah, 
this is one of the reasons I don't work as a professional family entertainer. It's yeah. uh, it's a unique beast that I'm not interested in charging m- money to do. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I generally avoid like booking myself in family environments, right? Now I'll work the street, but if your kid's an asshole, I'm going to tell you that in the street. Yeah. You know, you know, I'll tell Junior something rude if it's, but I can't do that in Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, this is the difference. <laughs> um, what happens when you reduce them to tears? Um, well, that's the thing. They've learned a lesson. You know what I mean? And that's that's what it's coming down to. Like, ultimately, if, you know, and, the, and they go like, and they'll just say, why, you, like, if they say, why are you crying? They'll be like, because I told that guy, he, you know, I, I swore at that magic man and i said awful things to him and it's like well like why did you do that no. why were you being a rude person you know um because the parents don't parent oh oh my god i literally was just saying that tim said himself parents don't parent anymore yeah. they don't they they're not well not as much and often right? they think of the family entertainer as the babysitter it's not unlikely they'll leave the room if you're doing a show in their house and if you're at the in their environment it's you yeah. know You'll find the parents might start having a conversation in the middle of your performance when you might even be doing adult material. They just don't even give it a chance. But I just think it's worth doing that. It's worth saying that. And a lot of times I'll be performing stuff and there's people out there just like, you know, like drunk idiocy. But, you know, these guys, I think, would be dickheads regardless if they were drunk or not. Right. The fact that they've got a few, you know, like you you pull out your lighter to do some flash paper and they put in their hands and and I'm just like slap. No, get you know, I didn't mention this book. So we talk about this subject. This is a book I've loved. Is it gonna? Is it gonna? It's Pick not. <laughs> this is Hold Ian Kendall's brain dump. I'm having light, lighting problems. What he does in this book is address the subject of hecklers, which we could quantify as rude people, and he breaks it down into the different types of rude people. Right? Yeah. It's just not rude people. There might be a rude guy because he's drunk. There might be a child who's not properly managed. There might be someone who wants the attention. Right. They want to be the star of the show and don't want you having the spotlight. And then there might be someone who just hates magicians and wants to ruin you. So, yeah, I do a thing in my bit, especially when there's parties and whenever I meet someone, I'll go, what's your name? It's like Michael. I go, everyone say hi, Michael. Everybody goes, hi, Michael. And I did it for everyone in this group except this one person. Her name is Sam. And it was so funny because I could tell she had an ego about it. And so I purposely didn't didn't stroke it. Gorgeous girl, like really pretty blonde number. And I was like, you don't need that. Nah, I'm not giving you the attention. That's to you, right? I do my whole thing. An hour later, she points me out like this. And she's like, I got a bone to pick with you, which happened to me a few times this week where people said, I got a bone to pick to you for different reasons. But it's like, I got a bone to pick to you. And literally my catchphrase this week was, what's your beef? And then she says, I knew... Like, I, I think it was unfair that like every single person here, you were like, what's your name? Everyone say hi, but you didn't do that for me. And I went, oh, that's just because I knew that like you you, you have an ego about that. Now you want to stroke it. And it's only someone with an ego that would approach me saying that, why didn't you stroke my ego? Like, that's the ultimate, like proving my point. And she went, Oof. okay, I can see that. <laughs> And now we're fa- now we're Instagram friends. It's great. <laughs> you know, you got him, got him, got him. I got him. But it's just like you know, it it's it's also this, right? It's I think it's okay to push back on the rude folks because 
What are you paid to do? And what's the privilege they paid for? I'm going to say it again. What are you paid to do? And what is the privilege they've paid for? And ultimately, you are paid to entertain, okay? That's what you're paid to do. You're also paid to handle an audience and, you know, know how to deal with these situations. But what you're not paid to do is you're not paid to be treated like crap or or, or be sworn at or to be someone's punching bag because they're having a day and looking at looking to take it out on someone. You're not that's not your job. That's not what you're paid to do. And it's not a privilege they've paid for. And the reason I say both those things is because if you're just trying to be polite and show someone a trick, and this happened to me one time, like I was I was at a, a restaurant, which was my, my, a friend of mine who opened a restaurant and I'm, I'm there having a bite to eat. I did a couple of tricks. I go back to my steak. I'm having a bite to eat. And this lady comes over and grabs me by the arm. She's like, you come show magic to my blower and my blower. I go, lady, lady, like I'm just a guy trying to have a steak. Like, what are you doing? Like I'm sitting with my friends, I'm trying to eat, and you're like, "Are you all right?" And she was like, "Oh, oh," and I'm like, "Yeah." How about you, you go back there, and if you want something from me, like try use your manners at the very least, and you know, give me give me a courtesy. Like, what are you what are you doing? And she was like, "Oh, you're, oh my god, I'm so sorry." And I was just like, "Yeah." Like she was just so fired up that she wasn't getting something she wanted, but it wasn't a privilege she paid for. And so I had to sort of say, like, "Lady, I'm just the guy having a steak. What are you doing?" You know, you just come and demand the stuff from a stranger. And I think that's fair. That's fair. The privilege they paid for, that's an important topic. Nice. Nick, I think uh, talking about things we paid for, we paid to see a goddamn product review today. Oh, yeah, I got a good one. <laughs> but you didn't you didn't give me the link earlier, just just FYI. But um, Look, I'm doing a live unboxing, speaking of products. My wife oh, just did it in Oh boy! Oh boy! All right, hang on. I got to see what matter. It's Doug's. not like my focus is going to work anyway. I got to see what Doug's doing here. Doug, I think it's set to your face, not to the general area. Oh, it's here. Oh, oh! Tell us, Doug. He's... Yeah, baby. So Doug so, is currently unboxing a product, very ASMR. So I upgrade this camera, main camera, which I still don't know how to work, obviously, and we'll get that figured out. Along the way, I wanted a second camera, which will be an overhead to do top-down shoots for this course I'm building. And I was hoping to use my Canon M50, which I know and love. And uh, long story short, this thing doesn't have clean HDMI out. So as I was looking to... Uh, Upgrade the camera. I decided to get this sweet little Sony deal. It's just not going to focus at all. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh there we go. What's the model of that one, Doug? Yeah, so, I think it's the Sony ZV-E10 or the Sony ZV-E, it might be called. But it's got an optical zoom. It's And you don't have to change oh, the lenses. The, it's quite good. The Sony ZV-1 Mark II is what it is. Uh, one. And definitely the built-in lens was the thing that ultimately sold me on this. Um, we talked about this earlier. I wanted to upgrade my iPhone this week, and I'm going to have to wait on that. Yeah. And uh, basically, I devoted that budget into this camera and not having to buy extra lenses. And, you know, I am one to do my homework on these things. Uh, and look this, out, little, this little look camera... Out. Look how small it is too. Like it, it can literally fit in your pocket and it shoots 4K. And it has the same plug and play USB uh, webcam capability that you're enjoying and Amazing. looking forward to using that too. Yeah. I got, I got my new 15 Pro on the way, by the way, as far as iPhones go. It's, I ordered that last night. Man, so. 
I thought yeah. I, I thought I would have one, and I'm I'm gonna have to wait, and I'm so sad. But well, I had to I had to order the big boy, the five twelve gigabyte, because all the lower base ones are sold out, and you won't see them for months. But if I bought this one, it'll be here like the twenty eighth yeah. or something. So yeah, I understand so I, that. So I spent I spent the bigger bucks just to get it sooner, hoping that it all works out. So, um, I'm ready to do a review. Ready to roll the tape? Let's hear it. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by Piper Magic, Australia's online premier magic store. This week, I was asked by a friend of mine to scope out this product. The product in particular is called The End by Angelo Carbone. The End is a really awesome book test, right? And it's basically what's great about this particular version is that when you are doing book tests, typically you there is a phishing process, which normally results in you getting a guess wrong. And the strength this particular version has is that you basically constantly get hits and hits and hits and then able to decipher the word. This is all explained a lot more in my full version of the review, which we've got down in the link uh, or on my YouTube channel. So please scope it out. But let's just touch about this briefly because what you get in this package is you get this book. And what I love about this book in particular is that it's a quality made book and it really looks like it was being published by Penguin, although it's not. So it's extremely deceptive. And it also like looks like an everyday read and reads properly as well, which is really, really cool. You get written instructions. With the written instructions, there is a full script that Angelo uses so that not only do you understand the method, but you hand it a full script so you can basically read that, use that exact wording and perform this immediately. And then on top of that, you get given two stickers which serve as a crib. And these are stickers you can put over your Sharpie marker so no one knows what you're taking a little gander at and it's actually designed very, very cleverly. And the reason why the crib is going to be really necessary is because with this version of the book test, unlike the mother of book or book test, for example, in which there's only, what is it, eight words or so, um, this has like 19 words, like so many words. So it's super, super cool. So as far as the difficulty goes, super easy to do. And the main reason is, is that it eliminates all the memory work that needs to be done because you have that crib to help you out. So you can perform it straight out of the box. As far as pros and cons goes, with this version, it, you can do it completely hands-off with no peaking, no memorization. You got 19 words. The book looks legit. And basically, outside of this, in the video tutorials, which you must see, you're handed another routine by Titanus, which is really, really good, as well as some really good ideas and handlings from one of my personal favorites, Lloyd Barnes. That guy's a Jedi, and he has brilliant ideas that he shares to utilize this book. Now, as far as cons go for the trick, I kind of want to make mention of this because they say that it hits all the time, and it does, but it hits in a way that like, if someone chose a card and you needed to know if it was black or white, as black or red, rather, you would say to them, like if they chose a black card, you would then go, oh, your card is red. And they go, no. And you go, no, I meant on the back because you have red back playing cards. It's a hit, but it's not like a solid hit. I call it a ricochet. It's still a hit, but it's not like, it doesn't sl like slay as far as like hits go. So that's the only difference that like when they say like, you're like, yes, you hit it every time, but it's not a solid hit. 
And it doesn't detract from the method or detract from the experience that the person's having about this. So regardless, I just think it's worth making mention. I still think it's still totally awesome. As far as cost goes, it's 188 Aussie dollars, which I think is a fair price because comparatively, something of this caliber would be the mother of all book tests, which I had to Google to see if I can even find one. And when I did, the cheapest I could find was one that was 200 US dollars, which is like 4 million Australian dollars. So I think for 188, it's an absolute cracking, cracking piece of kit. Now, as far as who is this, who is this for? If you don't have a book test in your repertoire, I think this is a good place to start. And I also think that if you do a book test, this would be a really good addition because the reason it's called the end is that you typically book tests, you were trying to decipher the first letter. And with the end, you're getting the spectator to focus on the end of the word. And you work this your way. I like, I like this so much. Yeah. Like, if you Cause when you're fishing, if you miss the first letter, I feel it's a little more disappointing in that position. Dude, it's so clever because he they try I'm to get you to work this, man. You know, I glossed right over this item when it came up on the Murphy's list because I gloss over most of that new stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is a juicy, juicy thing. What? Dude, it's a juicy bit of kit. Yeah, like yeah. I could see this fitting it good in a routine too. Like some of the some of like things where you might miss a little bit. You put this in the middle of like a. I don't know, a mental epic or so. I don't know what trick you would tie it into, but make it a multi-phase piece where just reading this is part of the routine. Yeah, totally. Like and, and that's one of the things that I make mention. So the fact that if you someone who already does a book test, the fact that this is this engineered to be deciphered in reverse, it really works in your favor. And ultimately, this is just a utility. And if you use the utility any way you like, there's a really cool idea that Titanus has where you can have like someone think of one word and someone think of a word from the from the end uh, book. And then you sort of ping pong between them as you put the words together, you know? And just really cool like ping ponging type thing where it's like, you have an A, you have an R, you have a this, you have a D, you have a, and you just sort of build the word between them. Like there's a lot of cool ways you can present this. And I think it's just an absolute cracking piece of shit. So if you, um, if you see a use for this, by all means, get it if you need a book test get it if you have a book test it's worth having a look into worth getting and if you're gonna get it make sure you get it from pipermagic.com.au and use discount code piperguys so you can get a discount not only on this book test but all your purchases all magic purchases from pipermagic.com.au and that's a good one It's a good bit of kit. I want it. No money. I, I'm going to get one. I am going to get one. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. I mean, between that and looking up the, uh, what was it called? The R digit calculator app you mentioned, Doug. Man, that's a sweet one. Like it, now it's iPhone. It has to be the iPhone that you're performing with. I think that's the performing restriction as your spectator has to have an iPhone. Isn't you that why we, I mean, isn't that why we all use iPhones now? Exactly. <laughs> if you're a magic, if you want magic apps, it has the best ones. Yeah. 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 And if you're you know, going to so get an iPhone, get it from the Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> and use discount code. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine how good that would be? Oh. <sighs> uh, I wonder. We only... Maybe we should come up with our own magic app. Everyone seems to have one. Oh, I had an idea yeah. for one. And then and then I reviewed that product. Um 
where you use Siri to to force a card or whatever else. And I was just like, yeah. like I was literally building that weeks before I found this. And I was, Vox, it's called. And I was like, no way. And it's 20 times better than anything I could have thought of. Like it's, wow. yeah, I love that. What thing. about what about Doug? Have you considered your course being app mobile friendly? No, I haven't. Ooh. But you know what? I have now. <laughs> mm. No, it makes yeah, total boy. sense. And actually, one of my uh, students, one of my uh, Discord guys, is uh, quite happy with the magic app that he uses. And this makes me think, yeah, this is an option. And why not? You know, probably be a great way for people to uh, absorb. You know, just click the topic, boom, it's there. I think so. And especially if it, yeah, if it has like uh, chat capabilities, like even filming themselves, like of the performance, it hits send, it goes to like the community of people. I'm really hoping the website I can integrate into some kind of really nice forum where the members can, you know, get together and discuss the art, uh, Mm. build a little bit of a community for people to grow there and, if nothing else, me be there to answer some questions if they have them along the way. Do you think that's what the scene needs? It does need more community, like more people to be able to hang out with and stuff? Because- yeah, what it needs is uh, something to fill the gap that all the magic shops left, which in, oh, in particular providing not just a service to take your money, but to give mm. back information so that the students can grow, you know, in ways yeah. that they need. Well, I mean, I've been very tempted. You know, I've been seeing Ben Earl's The Family for oh, a baby. year now, two years. And yeah. that's got me pretty close uh, mm-hmm. to What is that? Can you, can you tell us what that is? Yeah. I mean, you're familiar with Benjamin Earl? Yes. So he has uh, basically a paid subscription and you get the best stuff from him on a, on a weekly basis. And he brings in the experts to give their best stuff as well. And his whole th- theory is... You know, if you look back at the last six magic products you used, how many of them are you actually using? They're probably all in the bin because the magic community has become a um, customer base rather than a, like, a you know, for our benefit base, like stuff that's yeah. being put out. So he's sort of on the, on the thinking of like, let's get, you know, stuff that you're actually going to use into your hands that aren't like gimmicks, but rather like routines or methods or slights that kind mm. of thing. Um, and so from what I've been seeing coming out of it, it looks pretty freaking sweet. And he's just released a like a minute version of it with Illusionist called, uh, what's it called? Like Real Card Magic or something like that. It looks insane. He's one but, of the best um, teachers alive. Yeah. Your time and money well spent in that neighborhood. David yeah. Williamson's another one doing it right with this light club. Um, I'm part of light club. Yeah, you get access to that wonderful resource. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and look at that! Just in time, my uh, my camera is overheated, Doug. So isn't that beautiful? The hell! Right, right on the minute for us to finish. Anyway, so let's. Uh, I guess I won't do the final word because that's cut out. But let's uh, let's throw it over to Nick here. I reckon. I think I did, I did it last week. Oh, I okay. I'll, you know what? Screw it. I'll, I'll still do it. Again. it. It's just you won't be yeah, able to see. Josh, it. you do it. Even without the face. Make Josh do it. With face. <laughs> Josh Morbido right, in his final word, ladies and yes. gentlemen. We appreciate you all. Here we go. Here we are with a no-named face. And my final word is besides make sure you have a camera that can cool itself throughout an hour-long podcast – 
Um, you know, be ready for anything. Uh, if you have to travel for an event, pack light, but make sure you can get the props you need in the place you're going. I traveled here to New Zealand thinking I could rig up a few soda cans, not to realize the soda cans here are a little different. And so always be ready, be prepared for anything and always have an out and extra magic ready to go should the thing you're relying on uh, not be possible. And so that is my final word. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys. 